Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX Hockey Cast. And I have risen from the dead. I uh, took a little bit of time off last week because I couldn't physically uh, do anything because I was super duper sick. I find like finally caught the sickness that shall not be named. But it got me finally, and yeah, it did a number on me for a few days, but I'm getting back into it. I'm able to talk without almost feeling like I'm going to faint, so that's good news. So I'm here uh, going to be doing the hockey cast, because I didn't, I just didn't, couldn't miss this doing the hockey cast. The season started, and I'm just too excited, I need to talk about it. Uh, so, I, obviously, sorry that I missed out on a couple of podcasts. We'll just, uh, the WrestleCast, I'll fix it up and I'll, we'll just do it again. We'll start over on Saturday and the, the GamerCast, well, I have a bunch of things ready to go. I just have to record them, so we'll just get everything back on track starting today. So we'll just get, so yeah, eh, we'll be back, we'll be back, it's all good. But oh my god, the season finally started, uh, even though it technically started last episode, but it doesn't matter, like I said. Uh, the Leafs played, so now it actually really started and all that good stuff. But before we get into talking about the Leafs and the season starting and the Flames and everyone else, uh, let's just get through the, our due diligences and we'll talk about some of the signings and so on and so forth. Uh, not a lot of signings this week, but there were a couple that uh, are interesting. So uh, this uh, Matthi Matthias Samuelson of the Buffalo Sabres, a lot of eyebrow raise, raises, raised on this uh, signing. A 22-year-old left-handed shooting defenseman signs a seven-year ticket worth $30 million in total, coming out to $4.29 million per season. Uh, last year in 42 games, 10 assists, 0 goals, 10 points. So everyone's flipping out because uh, this guy hasn't scored a goal, I don't believe, yet in the NHL. He is a defenseman. He's being paid uh, for his defensive abilities. He's not going to uh, wow you more than likely ever with his def with his uh, offensive abilities unless that's going to be, like, if, if that happens, that's just, like, an extra part of that, which is great. But uh, apparently he's just a really good uh, defensive defenseman, played with Rasmus Dahlin for most of last year, and he did well in that role. So they're banking on this kid. Uh, he's still got some years to improve to get into that, that money, but it could be a very good deal. It's a questionable deal, especially right now, but it could be one that's really good down the line, especially when it comes to defensive defensemen, as long as like that defensive ability is always is going to stay around a lot longer than um, their offensive ability. So uh, it's good to have that ability. So he's getting paid on his defensive ability. So we'll see how that goes. It's questionable for right now. There, there wasn't much need for them to do that, but they can. They have a ton of money and stuff. So we'll see how that goes. I honestly, I was one, I'm in that party of, I had no idea who the hell that was. And I was like, whoa, I was a little blown away. But now that I've, I've learned a little bit about the kind of player that he is, it makes a little bit more sense. That's for sure. Winnipeg Jets sign uh, Brad Lambert to his ELC. He was drafted this year, I believe. Uh, late pick, and I, I called it when uh, when he got taken so late that I knew he was going to be a steal to whoever got him. The Jets got him. He looked great in his uh, preseason debut. I, I can't recall if he's played any regular season yet, but he signed uh, ELC, so that's good to see. 
And the, a big one here, you got Travis Sanheim of the Philadelphia Flyers signing an eight-year deal, $50 million coming out to $6.25 million per season. 26 years old, he is a defenseman. Last year in 80 games, 7 goals, 24 assists, 34 points on an abysmal Philadelphia Flyers season last year. So, And we'll talk a little bit about the Flyers later because they're not so abysmal starting out this season anyway. Um, yeah, it's another big ticket. Another 8-year deal given out by the NHL. A little surprising. Uh, $6 million, you know, it, it looks... It looks like a lot because uh, everyone looked so bad in Philadelphia last year. But, hey, if they continue to play the way that they're playing right now, this could be a really solid-looking deal as well. Eight years is always a lot. Like, a lot of years, that always just... It's just so many years. But, hey, if they're... I'm never not going to take that. If you're going to freaking offer me eight years, I'm taking eight years. But more than likely, who knows? He won't play through all that. But we'll see. Another ELC signed by the Montreal Canadiens, William Trudeau. Three years, league minimum, just an ELC. 20-year-old 20 20 year overager by the looks of it, so good for him. Welcome to the NHL, I guess. And Sonny Milano finally finds a home. He finds a home with the Washington Capitals. One-year league minimum last year. Got into 66 games, 14 goals, 20 assists, 34 points. I mean, point every other game player. What's wrong with that? I mean... Capitals could use the help right now. He's only 26, so yeah, good to see that Sonny Milano finally finding somewhere to play this season. He more he might he may have had other offers. He may not have wanted to play in certain places. I have no idea. That's just what I've heard going around. But it is what it is. Good for Sonny Milano. Okay, and some injury news going around the league right now. Okay, let's open that up. And uh, one, they just had an update on Gabriel Landeskog. He's going to be out for a while, like 12, 12 weeks or something like that. There it is. Ah, Gabriel Landeskog down and out for looks like 12 weeks. Got Brandon Montour of the Florida Panthers was day-to-day, -day, and so is Aaron Ekblad. Los Angeles Kings losing Alex Ayafalo. He's going to be he's been put on to the injured reserve, which is a real shame because he had a hell of a hot start going on right now. And uh, yeah, that's that's a shame because um, damn yeah, I just picked him up in fantasy and I was like, ah oh, yeah, he's awesome and he's out. So that's a, that's a real shame for the Los Angeles Kings. Montreal Canadiens dealing with a whole bunch of injuries as well. Philadelphia Flyers, Ristolina moved over to injured reserve. They're still dealing with all their injuries. The Toronto Maple Leafs are dealing with a substantial amount of injuries right now. Jake Muzzin just got uh, put on to day-to-day. -to -day. I think he may have just moved to injured reserve. Matt Murray is going to be out for at least four weeks. He is dealing with some sort of groin injury. He is on the IR right now. So that's a huge blow to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, we'll talk about them in a little bit here. But uh, yeah, Matt Murray going down. Uh, you know, it's it's been his thing for for uh, the last few years. He's he's struggled to stay healthy. Technically, I don't know. Goaltending in Toronto has struggled to stay healthy over the last few years, going back to like Frederick Anderson and and, and Frederick Anderson, Jack Campbell last year struggling to stay healthy. 
Mrazic fucking fiasco, and now Matt Murray struggling to stay healthy. It's just been a not not great, but um, thankfully they signed Samsonov in the offseason, and uh, we have him, and Shalgren is a decent third-string backup goaltender for us, so we have him there, but yeah, a huge blow, uh, mostly for, for Matt Murray, like, it's a real blow for his career, and, uh, and, and the Leafs, obviously, as well, but yeah, a real shame, because he had a big blow in, in, in the injury bug last year, and that really hurt his season with with Ottawa last year, and yeah, it's uh, I felt like there was going to be an injury to Matt Murray at some point during the season. I didn't expect it to happen after one game, which is a shame because that's exactly what happened with Mrazek last year, so yeah, I, I'm not too optimistic now for the health uh, in the future or ongoing with Matt Murray because once you kind of become an injury-prone guy, it's really hard to shake it. Doesn't look like Matt Murray is going to be able to shake that injury bug, uh, which is a real shame, but we'll have to go with, with Samsonov and Shalgren going forward here for a little bit, for at least a month anyway. But Okay, well, since we're talking about the Leafs, just let's get into it. So the Leafs season started. Oh my goodness, I was extremely excited. And um, so their first game this year was against the Montreal Canadiens. Nothing could go wrong. I knew that this was going to be all for the Leafs. All things were going to be good. But uh, no, of course, that's not how it went. Uh, Matt Murray starting out the year uh, in net for us. And uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Not not the strongest game. He start, It started out like it was, it was going to be good for him. He started out good and making some pretty alright looking saves, and then he ends up getting beaten three times on the glove side. And uh, yeah, man, not not good. It seems the, the book is already well known of Matt Murray to go glove side on him. And uh, yeah, it worked in that game. The not good looking goals, but you uh, know, it is. It was only the first game, so defenses were shaky. The hockey itself was pretty shaky, but uh, it was very noticeable. Uh, everyone was talking about it, and it's just very noticeable to see someone getting beat on the same side. And yeah, it didn't look very good there for Matt Murray. Uh, the Leafs themselves, uh, Hall and Muzzin had a really rough night. <clears throat> Again, I'm not going to hold them overly accountable because it's the first night. I know other people are like, oh, there's, this is nothing new. This has been going on for the last season or two. And like, yes, I know that. I know that. But it is still the first game of the season. So I'm not going to like say just it's all over now already. But yeah, they had another rough night, which it is nothing new for people that have been watching the Toronto Maple Leafs for the last few years. The Muzzin Hall pairing has really been struggling and, um, yeah, looking really slow. Muzzin's been dealing with a lot of injuries on and off the last couple of years. He's been struggling to maintain his health. He's had a hard, a uh, lot of hard miles on his career, a lot of hard playoff series throughout his career. Not so many of them with the Leafs, but... And uh, Justin Hall, I don't know. He's such an enigma. Sometimes he seems really good. He does some things really well, but he does a lot of things that are just glaringly bad. Like, he can't he can't defend the front of the net well. He, um... Yeah, he could just... But, but well, in, in the other games here, we'll talk about some of the things that he does well, but... Back to the Montreal-Toronto game. Uh, the second line did look pretty good. William, uh, 
John Tavares and, and Willie Nylander looking pretty good out there. Uh, looks like they're still trying to find someone to solidify into that second line role. At least seems like they've been playing with Yarn Croak. I seen Engvall in there a little bit, uh, and uh, what's his face, uh, Nicky Nicky Bobby Nick Robertson got the call is getting the call up, so maybe he gets in there for a little bit. But so far, William. Uh, Willie and Tavares look great together, and uh, they're off to a great start to the season, and uh, look good in the in the Habs game anyway. Uh, penalties were out of fucking control for the Leafs, and and pretty much everyone in general in the NHL right now looks like they're trying to set a precedent, which is I understand it. There, and if people want to bitch about the amount of penalties, it's okay. It's just an adjustment period. Uh, teams will calm down. Hopefully, the penalties will calm down. Some of them are terrible. So, I, and of course, that's just there's nothing new with that when it comes to the NHL. There's always going to be bad calls and so on and so forth. And we'll talk about. A, well, it wasn't a bad call, but anyway, uh, yeah, the Leafs taking a lot of penalties and eventually, like, you're going to get burned on it, so they need to uh, learn to adjust with the penalties, that's for sure, because they got burned a couple times here in this game with all the penalties. I think they took, like, six penalties. It was absolutely out of control, especially at the beginning. They were uh, definitely, definitely taking way too many. The power play, uh, power play looked okay at times. They they were they they struck I think once, which is decent. It was looking okay. At other times it looked completely dead. So inconsistent. When it comes to the Montreal Canadiens, though, oh my goodness gracious, they they look pretty good out there at times, especially Mr. Goal Caulfield or Caulfield. He was fantastic. I was making fun of him just before he scored his first goal against us. I was calling him Cauliflower, and I was having a giggle with my buddy and my wife about that, and then boom, he shut my mouth right up, scored a goal. I was like, ah, crap. And, um, yeah, Sean Monaghan got his first as a Montreal Canadian. That was really nice to see him getting onto the board. Um, and then, of course, with fucking, like, 20 seconds left in the game, of it's always going to be someone, it's always going to be Josh Anderson, but it's, it, I swear to God, that guy is a leaf killer. I am going to sneeze, and I have sneezed. Um, but, yeah, dude, Josh Anderson, when he scored that, I could just kind of feel that it was coming, that somewhat, like, it's, I don't think this is going to overtime, and then, of course, Josh Anderson, the leaf killer of, of the Habs, that, and, and, Gold, and Caulfield is, looks like he's going to be one himself, but Josh Anderson, if you put money down on that guy anytime he plays the Leafs, almost guaranteed that he's going to score a goal, because, oh, and I, I was just, I was freaking out, I was like, I was screaming, yelling, like, of course, it's jo uh, Josh Anderson. Of all people, why did it have to be him? It's like Bergeron <gasps> scoring in overtime against the Leafs if they ever go on overtime. Like, who's it going to be? Of course, it's got to be Bergeron, the one that'll hurt my feelings the most. And yeah, Josh Anderson putting the dagger into us. And uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs lo lose their first game of the season going down to the Habs fucking 4-3. to three. Uh, it's a shame. I honestly was having a great time. I was loving, I loved the game. I was laughing. Um, it, I thought it was really funny that I was making fun of Caulfield. He scored, shoved it up my hoop. Um, yeah, I thought it was really, really funny. Uh, the Habs rookies didn't look out of place. They, they, look, they look pretty good. Slavkoski, not not like crazy out there, but he, he was present. He didn't really uh, blow me away with anything that he did that I that I noticed. Uh, one of them, though, uh, I think it's the young defenseman. Jack I'm pretty sure it was Jack Eye. He got called for a penalty shot on Kerfoot, 
and like oh he just looks so dead on the bench he was like my career's over but it's fine Kerfoot missed anyway so it's not that big of a deal the the Habs crowd though was fucking electric oh my goodness they were super excited uh to kick off the NHL season they're having a blast they're loving to uh see all the young kids playing love they loved seeing uh, Gold Caulfield going absolutely crazy out there he's gonna be a ton of fun for them to watch for sure for for the years to come but uh yeah it was a great crowd regardless even if my Leafs lost I had a good time watching that game uh, the next Leaf game, we got the Washington Capitals. This was on Thursday. Uh, the Leafs ended up winning this game 3-2. to two. So let's talk about some of the notes that I took while I was watching it. Uh, there was some a nice dish uh, from Morgan Riley on the power play. There's some really great passing in general on that power play. Some really good stuff there. Samsonov in net for this one. Uh, he was scored on by Marcus Johansson. Uh, it was a really questionable looking goal, but I mean, Marcus Johansson was right in the fucking shooting dot. All alone, pretty much, Morgan Riley didn't get his stick in there on time. He just kind of let let him shoot the shot, and he scored on Samsonov, so I don't know. Like, they're saying Samsonov should have had that one. I think you shouldn't let guys take shots right in the middle of the shooting zone like that, but um, yeah, maybe he could have had that one. It kind of went right through him, which has been the, the, the theme for Samsonov. It's like he's getting pieces of them, but they're squeaking through, or they're just getting right through him, which is like really not not the best way to let in goals but um honestly he played really solid uh, he was playing against his former team here which is an interesting choice but uh he played solid i thought after letting in a couple of questionable goals he, he just locked her down i thought he was really solid cali Yarncroke gets his first goal as a toronto maple leaf that was really nice he blew like blew right by uh dimitri orlov on the washington capitals and just scored a really nice goal so give her him uh, Hathaway of the Washington Capitol. He was drawing a lot of tension out there, um, sharing lots of words with Michael Bunting. Then Muzzin tries to send him to fucking send him to the goddamn morgue or so. He tried to take his head off, but uh, he doesn't quite get all of them. But yeah, there definitely Hathaway getting under the skin of, of the Toronto Maple Leafs. There, him and Bunting just chirping like crazy on the bench for for a majority of it. The Leafs penalty kill was getting some good chances there. They're, I swear their penalty kill is is more is more deadly than their power play at times. That penalty kill, like Mitchell Marner, you gotta watch out if he gets his freaking hands on the puck, he's gonna he's gonna go. The the game really opened up late in the third period. That was good. Abe Kubel takes a bad slashing call late in the game. That was bad. The, they did a good job killing that penalty off, though. Hall uh, with a Justin Hall with a big block, which was which was good because he needed to redeem himself his himself for a pretty rough first game. Get another late penalty to Marner. Forty seconds left in the game, but the Leafs were able to hold on. The crowd is very happy and all that good stuff. So game was pretty decent. Uh, good win there. I'm happy that Samsonov got a win over his uh, his uh, former team there. The Capitals are really starting out quite rough. Uh, didn't know that. Didn't we didn't see how rough they were gonna have it just just yet at this time. But uh, yeah, Ovi didn't have. He hit the ding ding out there, but uh, yeah, no goal for o Alexander Ovechkin. Moving on to Saturday's Battle of Ontario game. The Toronto Maple Leafs going up against the Ottawa Senators. I was really excited for this one. Just because I, the, the more uh, interesting, the more... Uh, 
there is behind the Battle of Ontario, the better it is. And it's nice to see that the Sens are starting to build themselves up a team that can compete uh, more competently against the Toronto Maple Leafs so we can start having a better rivalry again like I used to when I was a kid watching it originally. And uh, yeah, so this game, the Toronto, and Toronto Maple Leafs won 3-2 to two over the over the Sens. Samsonov getting the start again. He again played pretty good. Not, not too bad. Uh, he let in a pretty shaky goal against Pinto there. But uh, after that, again, he seemed to lock it in. So he's still shaking off the nerves. He said that he's, he's, he's nervous, and, and no doubt. I don't blame him for that. But uh, yeah, he played pretty good again in this game. I'm happy for that. Justin Hall having another redemption game, playing a lot, played a lot better in this one. Starting to see what made Justin Hall uh, effective uh, a few years ago, where he would jump up into into the play. He is a little bit more gifted offensively than people give him credit for. He is a, he's pretty decent at, at coming up into the play. Uh, he's the only problem is he's just not the fastest and all that, but he is good at, at getting up there into play every now and again and trying to drive a little bit of offense which I've noticed that the Leafs have been doing more so this season, which is great because I, I love, I think teams that do that are very, very, they tend to be quite good. And I, I enjoy when they, when they let the defensemen come in there a little bit more often, which I feel the Leafs can do. Let Morgan Riley come up there more often. It seems that they might be letting Justin Hall do it a little bit more just because I don't know, they need him to, they need something out of him. And I think they need to get the defense involved a little bit more because it's effective. I think it works really well. Yes, it's a double-edged sword. You got your defense going into the offensive zone. It's going to leave you exposed in the defensive zone. But as long as you have good back checking, you got Marner. If Marner's out there, you don't have too much to worry about. He can always fly back with a good strong back check. Austin Matthews is always there. John Tavares has the doesn't have the speed, but he's he's good at back checking as well. So as long as you have someone uh, back checking, as long as they can communicate well, which again at the beginning of the season they haven't shown the their 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 improvement in the defensive zones. Again, they've been making the same mistakes over and over again that they've been making over the last few years. You know, not strong enough in front of their own net, not covering. Um, open guys when when you know someone goes off into the offense they're not covering for your own man their guys are just getting wide open uh, late coverages is, is common late sticks not strong enough on the puck so on and so forth and, and it seems like they've taken a little bit of a step back in, in the terms of speed uh, of course we have our burners like Marner Matthews Morgan Riley's a great skater but you got Muzzin and uh, Justin Hall is not a very fast defenseman himself. Other other forwards aren't that fast. Our fourth line isn't the fastest. But, um, yeah, dude, uh, Keith visibly getting pissed off on the bench, looking crushed and just annoyed because it's the same problems over and over again. And no matter how often he drills it into them, like, you got you got to do better. You just got to do better than that. He was calling out Muzzin and Hall for, like they just just have to be better than that. And I agree with them. I mean, I know it's early in the season, but if it's still there and it's the same problems from last year, I mean, like, yeah, it's not too good, not too good at all. 
but Justin Hall did have a better game there against the Sens, so that's good. It was a good big win. The fans were, for the most part, for for a Leaf for in the in the Leaf home building, they did pretty good. It was nothing like the Habs game, but uh, they they were quiet. It was really funny when they did the the home introductions for all the Leafs. They all came out, and it was pretty silent, you know, like. When Muzzin came out, it was dead quiet. When Hall came out, I was a little shocked that he didn't get booed. I was expecting dudes to start getting booed and so on and so forth because that's just kind of how it is uh, sometimes in the Leafland. It's just very tense and very anxious-filled. But, yeah, it was it was not the, – the home opening stuff, like I – it was the the opening weekend and all that stuff so a lot of a lot of teams having their home openers so i had to watch a handful of those and they're just for the most part really really boring and i just want the game to start like it says oh the game is at 7:30 but puck drop doesn't start until like 7:40 7:45 cuz we had to say everyone's name and it was really really funny when they panned over to the toronto's like uh coaching staff and they're like, oh, here's this guy. And, like, it's great that they're getting the nod and everything, but none of them were, like, they don't give a shit. They got to Manny Malhotra, man. And, like, honestly, I got a pop. I love Manny Malhotra, dude. And uh, he just looked, like, Chris pissed. He was so super not into it. He just wanted to, like, let's just get the fuck on, boys. Like, I don't need you to shove a camera in my face. And, yeah, it was pretty boring. And the crowd seemed anxious and not that into it either. They just, I think we just all wanted to get to the hockey game. And uh, the crowd was fine, you know, the crowd was fine, it, it's just, it, the Montreal crowd was a lot better. And then the Leafs had, uh, they played the Arizona Coyotes on Monday, and they lost this game 4-2. to This game, uh, Shalgren starting this game, uh, not the strongest game for Shalgren, wasn't expecting him to burn the house down, make a whole bunch of standing on his head type of saves. Would have been really nice if he got the win here for us against uh, a team that's a bottom feeder. Um, but yeah, in that first period, the Leafs did have this like nice two and a half, three minute or so. They had the, the Coyotes just hemmed into their own zone. Uh, just passing it around. The crowd was really liking that. I heard a nice standing ovation for them. Sadly, it led to nothing, not even like a penalty call. It didn't lead to absolutely nothing. It didn't get a goal off of that, but it was nice to see them ha- like basically playing with their food. It would just be a lot better if uh, if they got something out of that. When you, when you have the team hemmed in for that long, usually you get rewarded, but when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs, it seems like that's less so the case. I uh, got a good chuckle when Nick Ritchie scored because, of course, he did. He's off to a great little start there in Arizona. I wasn't, I didn't expect anything less out of him. He he did pretty well last year when he got traded over there. He was doing pretty well, but he's already scored like I don't know four or five times more goals than he did in in his start with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he's only three games in. So yeah, he's doing really. He's off to a really good start over there for the Arizona Coyotes. And um, I just want to see if I did talk about that. Uh, I just want to also mention that Shane Gossespierre also off to a really good start, putting the dagger into the Toronto Maple Leafs in this game as well. I just want to shout him him out because I picked him up in fantasy dirt late and everyone chirped me for it. But I'm like, yeah, he may be a minus machine, but he, he can still put up the points over there in Zona. And he's off to a great start himself. So so good for Nick Ritchie and Shane Gossespierre, two guys that um, are... Are, are, are at least you know doing what they can with what they were given in Arizona so nice to see that they're getting some offense 
the Leafs D having some problems, struggling to defend in front of the net. They are, like I said earlier, they're slower. And in this game, it was it was pretty evident again. They're they're struggling to get in front of players. Players are getting in front of them, uh, getting open. They're just not being able to get on sticks quick enough. Guys getting their shots off clean. And Shalgren just not being able to come up with the saves. And he's playing a little deep in his net. He's not, he's not the strongest goaltender. He's just... Um, yeah, he wasn't able to really bail us out, make any massive saves. But uh, yeah, defense not doing a whole lot in front of him to help him out there. Uh, we do get that late comeback, which was a cla absolutely classic Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, just when you get to the point, you're like, oh, this game was uh, a huge waste of my time. Uh, what a waste. Are we going to get shut out here? So on and so forth. Then boom, they score. And then boom, they score again. They tie it up. And you're like, oh, shit, I have, they, have a, they have a beat. Which is good because, well, I mean, not good, but good for for the for the viewer because uh, it was a pretty it was a pretty boring game, not not a whole lot going on, um, and then of course they they go with that that late last last minute burst and that was that got me at least uh, my heart be going a little bit, and then of course uh, in classic NHL style they call back the three three tying goal. Just classic NHL, but apparently it was the right call. It hit someone's hand, and and so they they called it a hand. It was basically a hand pass. Again, I I just don't think when it's something that minuscule, does it does it really like it, it? Just took so long for them to look at it. It took well over five minutes for them to to finally give us a call here, and like it, it's really a shame because that's kind of the feeling. It's like it's hard to celebrate. A goal in the NHL now because like I would say there's almost a 50-50 shot that like something's gonna get called something's gonna get called back they're gonna have to look at something and even if it's like sometimes when they say oh no it's good like that still takes away the fun of celebrating the goal because whenever you're like oh it's in the net oh oh you gotta look around like are we good here look at the referees are they huddled are they talking about it and in this situation they got all huddled up so you know my buddy and I talking, we're like, oh, geez, what are they talking about now? Here we go. And yeah, it ended up getting called back. It ended up going 3-2 Arizona, and then they scored, I think. I'm pretty sure they got an empty netter in that as well. So yeah, in, uh, in, in not great fashion, the Toronto Maple Leafs fall to the Arizona Coyotes, which is not great. Uh, on paper, that should have been a, a, an easy. Well, there's uh, and there's. I'm not gonna say there's not an easy win in the NHL, but on paper, that should have been a, w a victory for the Toronto Maple Leafs without too much of an issue. But uh, they fall into this one. Uh, they fall to the Zona Coyotes, man. I mean, not not great. They're off to a two and two start. So, yeah, not not exactly what we we're hoping for for the Toronto Maple Leafs start to the season not the strongest but uh definitely could have been worse could be worse like there's there's other teams out there that are doing a lot worse than that but um we'll talk about them in a little bit but let's go through let's go through um some of the some of the Toronto Maple Leafs stats through their first four games so Goal leaders is William Nylander right now. He has three goals. Bunch of guys have one goal, including Austin Matthews only having one goal as of right now through the first four games. Uh, he started slow last year, and then, of course, he did what he did. Uh, just would like to see him start out on time, like start out hot out of the gate. No, it takes, oh, oh, the question's, oh, is Matthews losing it? And then six games, and that's over. Once he gets going, it seems to be he, he's off and running, but... um. 
yeah, only one goal right now for Poppy. Three goals for Willie is a good start for, for William Nylander, so that's really nice to see. And when it comes to points, uh, we're being led right now by John Tavares, five points in four games, so the captain is is getting it done. I, I was excited to see uh, John Tavares come back. I'm tired. I, I don't like people hating on John Tavares. He's oh, He's been a great Leaf. He's been great the whole time he's here. I just think that first season where he scored like 47 goals, everyone got up in arms. Well, that's because he had freaking Marner on his wing, and now he doesn't have Marner on his wing. He's not putting up as many goals. That's... Nothing against John Tavares. That's just how good uh, Marner is. Marner can just make dudes score a lot more goals than they normally would. Um, Tavares is more of a 30-goal scorer, and uh, Marner almost made him a 50-goal scorer, so that's fantastic. But regardless, Tavares is a, is a point-per-game guy, and he's starting the season hot. He had a good offseason working. He knows that uh, he has to adapt his game, and it looks like he's adapting it. He's adapting his game well with his age and, and the game getting faster so on so far so a really great start for John Tavares I'm very happy to see that William Nylander with four points so he being the line manager on Tavares these two are having some good chemistry out of the gates which is really good to see Marner has four points Riley has four points so they have a solid start for those two as well Marner being Marner out there you know, not, not he's good. Of course, he's good out there. He's just they, the, him and Matthews haven't been like doing. They're definitely not in their stride just yet. They're not out there like being extremely noticeable in the offensive zone, just dominating. So like how they do. Matthews been noticeably missing his shots. Uh, yeah, Matthews noticeably has been the, the weakest of the big ones. Just kind of qu the quietest so far out there. He's getting his opportunities, and and it's it's bound to cut. Like the, the dam is going to break in in a matter of moments. But uh, so far through the first four games, he's been like somewhat the least noticeable. Marner's been pretty darn good. Uh, like his back checking, his speed is there. Looks everything looks good there. Um, Morgan Riley, uh, his offense is there. His defense has been not the best. So far out of the gate that I've been noticing, he's been out there for a lot of the goals that have been against, and a lot of it is him just standing and, and watching or reacting late to something. But offensively, he's looking really good flying around out there, which is nice to see. And, of course, like I said, the second line out there doing their thing, looking real good. And, yeah, Callie Yarncrook has two points, so that's not too bad himself, not too bad himself. So, what do you guys think of the Toronto Maple Leafs start so far? How much of the games have you partaken in? Uh, so far, I've been able to watch all of them because of my sickness, so I haven't been able to go to work. Uh, I wouldn't be expecting uh, me to be able to watch all the games for the rest of the season because that's just not how it works in my, in my life. I don't get to watch all the games, but so far, I've enjoyed them. It's been pretty decent. Um, I've watched a few other games, so uh, I'll talk about the Calgary Flames next because I watched a few of their games. They're quite entertaining, and we'll talk a little bit about the Flame stats, and then we'll talk about the stats around the league. We'll look at uh, the current standings, some slow starters, hot starters, uh, some things that are surprising, so on and so forth. But before we do that, let's look at the Calgary Flames, how they started their season. So they kicked it off having to play against the, the Colorado Avalanche, the, the current 
defending Stanley Cup champions. So yeah, they were up for a, a really big, a big task here. I, I'm pretty sure they're banner raising. They're getting the, all their rings and all that good shit. So they were gonna be uh, all happy and all that stuff, hoping that Calgary was gonna take advantage of them. And uh, sadly, it didn't start out in the Flames' favor. Boom, Byram scores pretty much immediately. But the Flames storm back, the fourth line, and Anderson get the lead back for the Flames. Anderson all alone, breakaway. It was a nice five-hole move. I really enjoyed that. Flames were dominating through the second, scoring five unanswered goals until... Until in the third period, uh, Mac Daddy makes it 5-2. Avs push, make it 5-3. Made me sweat just a little bit, but time runs out. Flames win their home opener, so that was really awesome. Flames off to a good start there. Uh, not, I mean, not the start they wanted to get scored on in the first, like, two minutes of the game, but they roar back uh, in, in a great way. They are able to hold off the, the Avs just long enough, and, yeah, big win for the, for the Flames out the gate. Then their next game, you got the big battle of fucking uh, Battle of Alberta. Uh, Calgary versus the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, oh my goodness. And this one lived up to the billing again. Such a shame that we don't get another one of these until next year. Until 2023, I don't think they play again until January, which is just a disgrace to hockey. We should have one of these every week. But um, yeah, dude, starts out absolutely ridiculous as always. Uh, tons of offense, tons of scoring. Uh, the Flames getting off to a ridiculously hot start. They go flying off, uh, scoring a bunch of goals early. I I stopped watching a little. I, I thought it was I shouldn't have. I turned it off for just a little bit to go watch some stuff with my wife, and then uh, I came back and finished off the third period and watched uh, McDavid and the boys try to get it back close, but no cigar. The Flames win that game as well, and that was a ton of fun. The Battle of Alberta is uh, alive and well as always, and the Flames get the better end of it this time. So that's really good to see. Hell of a game, and then. The, what was it, Monday? Was it Monday night? Uh, doesn't I guess it doesn't really matter, but they did play the Vegas Golden Knights, so they, they had a hell of a first uh, opening week. The Flames, did. those are three pretty hefty opponents. You got the Fl you got uh, Edmonton Oilers with the, with the two best players in the league, arguably. You got the defending Stanley Cup champions, and then you have the Vegas Golden Knights, who are never a fun time to play, and they're off to a pretty good start themselves. So, yeah, it was a pretty big... Uh, task for the flames and they come through man they beat they beat the vegas golden knights as, as well excuse me and uh they beat them three to two. Oh my god uh, excuse me they beat them three to two and they are three and oh to start the season out great start for the flames uh markstrom being a little bit of a shaky start for him out of the gates uh, letting in a lot of goals at the beginning of games, not 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 good. Uh, I have him in fantasy, so I was expecting a hotter start out of him. He was able to, you know, Vegas came out of the gate last night. They scored two quick ones, and I was like, oh no, is this is this really like we're not gonna do this, are we? And uh, they were able to calm it down. Vegas came storming, or uh, sorry, the Flames came back, won the game, scoring three goals. And, uh, yeah, Markstrom holding it down, which is good. Vladar getting into one of those games there. He looked all right. Uh, again, it's just the first week, so we're not, I'm not going to go too crazy or anything about goaltending just yet. 
Uh, things got to settle down. Defensive systems take a little bit of time, guys, to get their legs. All that good shit. So uh, the first month or so of the NHL can be a little bit high, more high scoring than than usual. But goal scoring is going up around the league in general. So I don't know. I still think we're we're definitely going to be balancing out a little bit. The first week is always very crazy. But um, yeah, Daryl Sutter coming out and saying that he wants for the Dars starting at least one game per week. So. Uh, Barring injury and all that good stuff, I hope he can he can stay with that because I think Vladar is a very good goaltender, and you're gonna need Markstrom to like don't waste all of his all of his energy on the regular season. Gonna need Marky Mark Strong for the playoffs. If you're gonna have a chance, you're gonna need him to have a hell of a run in the playoffs, and and you're not gonna do that with a tired goaltender. But yeah, good start for the Flames. Huberto and Kadri getting onto the board uh, early to to get that all worry like all put away that all oh, these guys won't be able to score it's okay they all got on the board so that's good everyone was looking good Lindholm looking real nice out there Mangiapane doing his thing out there looking good Dubé got a goal which was nice to see uh, defense looking good uh, Mackenzie Weger getting on the board out there looking good I'm liking the way that uh, Anderson on defense has been playing he's a very underrated defenseman not enough people talk about him but he's out there doing his thing looking really good so far so great start out there for the Flames but how about everybody else hold on hold on actually before we go before we go let's go let's take a little look at the at the stat leaders for the Calgary Flames before we move on just got to do got to do my Flames the due diligence so who is leading them in goals right now goals you got Michael Backlund uh, Elias Lindholm and Tyler Toffoli all uh, leading with two goals apiece right now so that's great keep forgetting about Toffoli he's that little hidden little hidden guy out there on the Flames very solid good player right there and he's off to a pretty good little start um, points wise you got Nazem Kadri leading with four points Michael Stone, crazy little uh, what my uh, league minimum signing for the Flames just a cup like a week ago, and he's he's out there got three points himself. Rasmus Anderson three points, Huberto three points, Uyghur three points. So the three, all the big new additions for the Flames are all out there getting it done so far. So that's really good to see. Uh, upcoming games for the Flames this week. You got uh, they're playing Buffalo on Thursday and Saturday. They got the Carolina Hurricanes. So another couple of teams there that are uh, I don't know. Buffalo's off to a nice little start themselves, and Carolina is Carolina. So a couple more teams that the definitely not going to be able to just walk over. And since we're on that, the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to be playing the Dallas Stars this Thursday, and then they're going to be in Winnipeg playing the Jets on this Saturday. So that'll be really fun. Stars are off to a really good start. So speaking of really good starts, let's go take a look around the league. And see how everyone's doing. So currently, uh, leading the league right now is the Dallas Stars, which is wild. Uh, currently, after three games, they are a perfect 3-0, which is wild. Uh, Robertson doesn't seem to have missed a beat. Sagan got like three assists. So maybe Sagan is due for a big old bounce back season. That's awesome. Ot Ottinger looking like he is going to be worth all that money. Rupe Heinz out there doing his thing. I'm liking that. Looking real good. Carolina Hurricanes also 3-0 not really surprised about that the Philadelphia Flyers currently sitting at 3-0 right now after three games I don't I don't know who saw this start uh going but they're definitely getting the Tortorella rub that's for sure um 
wow, a 3-0 start, did not expect that, caught a hot, playing pretty darn good out there, their offense is getting it done, uh, Tony D'Angelo looking like he was, he's a pretty decent acquisition, so, uh, maybe the Philadelphia Flyers are, are coming in for a bounce back, they're gonna get that Tortorella rub, the new coach, uh, but it is early, it's only three games, so they can, they can start out 3-0 and then go fucking lose 14 straight, we don't know yet, but really good, surprisingly good start for the Philadelphia Flyers, I, I did not see that coming, that's for sure. Uh, we already talked about the Flames. They're doing great. Boston Bruins off to a good start. So they could shove it up my hoop. They're doing the, the thing that I was hoping they're not going to do and uh, and have that good start out of the gate. Even with all the injuries, they're, they're doing well. Krejci just apparently... Uh, a year off in Europe did him very good. He's he's looking fantastic. Bergeron doing his thing, and yeah, they're they're looking good. Uh, sadly, Vegas looks like they're 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 back in business. Eichel doing his thing. It's it's nice to see, to see him. Uh, I just want him to be back into form, being healthy and being Eichel again. And it looks like we're going to get that out of him this year. So that's really nice to see out of him. Um. Some teams at the bottom. You got San Jose Sharks uh, currently 0-5-0, losing all five of their games in regulation right now. So, yeah, they're as bottom as the bottom goes uh, for for the NHL right now. Looks like they uh, could be looking at Connor Bedard, who apparently is putting up some just stupid numbers and wherever the hell he's playing apparently averaging literally over 10 shots per game so yeah uh good sh uh, who knows who's whoever gets him they're they're due for a very very uh, special player but yeah san jose sharks having a miserable start losing all five of their first five games so ouch that sucks uh the minnesota wild also down there in the bottom feeding uh, area of the league right now and their first three games have lost all three games Marc-Andre Fleury having a fucking nightmare nightmare of a start I don't know what the hell is going on I drafted him and oh my goodness he is just letting in everything uh, having two atrocious starts the goaltending has just been a brutal brutal over there in Minnesota not the start they were hoping for that's that's for sure but um at least Kirill the Thrill and Zuccarello are putting up points. Uh, yeah, really rough start for the Minnesota Wild. Van Vancouver Canucks also starting out really rough. Four games, they're 0-3-1, have yet to win a game themselves, so that really, really sucks. Thatcher Demko not having a great start out there in net. Team in general just not having a great start, except for Elias Pettersson, who is apparently uh, back in form, so that's, that's good news. Brock Besser's hurt, that's bad news. Uh, yeah, bad news for the Canucks. Not the start they were hoping to get out there, that's for sure. Tampa Bay Lightning are also 1-3-0 losing uh, in their first four games. So looks like maybe that is. Uh, I was questioning, I was wondering because they had such a, they had a rough preseason. And I wasn't giving them too much flack for that. And I think at the time when I asked the question last week, they already lost one game in the regular season. So I was wondering if, like, maybe this is a season where the Tampa Bay Lightning take a little bit of a step back here because of just all those hard years they've had and long playoff runs. I just think maybe maybe they're tired. Uh, it's still too early to tell, but this start is uh, eyebrow-raising for me. It's not the start that anyone really wants to start the season out with but the tampa bay lightning are not having the ideal start to their season so be keeping an eye on the tampa bay lightning that's for sure uh 
Arizona not doing as terribly in three games. They've they've won a game, so that's that's more than you can say for San Jose, Minnesota, and Vancouver. So that's a big deal. Ottawa not having the start that they've been expecting one and two in their first three games. Still early, but not the start that they were looking for. Toronto Maple Leafs, I'd say, not having the start that they're looking for. Everyone else kind of just being middling teams right now. No one really too alarming standing out to me. Columbus having a not a good start kind of sucks. I was hoping for them to step up. Johnny Goudreau's not been, like, lighting it up over there. Obviously, Patrick Laine going down really, really uh, hurts for them. So that sucks. Jersey not... Also not having much of a hot start themselves. Chicago not playing as bad as I thought they were going to be. Edmonton Oilers, Jack Campbell not not having um not not playing as well as as everyone obviously would be hoping. Um yeah, so not the greatest start for Campbell already. He got chased out of the net once. Stuart Campbell went in there and played very well. And um, so, yeah, there could be goaltending controversy already building up over there in, in uh, Edmonton. But we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, so far, uh, just a big surprise with uh, Philadelphia for sure is a massive surprise. Uh, seeing them up there at the t- at the top, Minnesota and Vancouver being uh, huge disappointments, I'd say so far. Uh, Leafs, I'm not I'm not disappointed yet. Uh, a little bit nervous, yes, just because of the the injury to Matt Murray. Thankfully, that does give the Leafs a little bit of cap um, cap flexibility. They get they get a little bit of money. Uh, to play with now that Matt Murray is on the injured reserve. So we'll see what they do with that going forward. Uh, Going to be an interesting game uh, coming up on Thursday against the Dallas Stars. See how they do up against them. Uh, Dallas, one of the hotter t- hottest teams in the league right now. Technically the hottest because they're in first place. But uh, still very early. Uh, I enjoyed my first uh, week watching hockey. I hope you guys did as well. How is your team doing? What do you guys think? Uh, have you saw? Have you seen any really ridiculous goals and so on? Um, all that good stuff. So I think I'm going to call it because I, I, I'm tired and I'm still sick. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Sorry that the sickness took me out and we missed a couple episodes, but I'm back into it now and we'll we'll get back on, on track here. Hopefully everyone's enjoying the hockey. Let me know if uh, what games you're watching, which ones were really good. I, I watched a little bit of the Buffalo-Ottawa game. That was really entertaining. Uh, the Buffalo or the Boston Ottawa Senators game last night was five to seven. So yeah, there's been some really ridiculous scores going around already to start the season off. So that's really fun. Been a decent start. Uh, already got a suspension out there with Kuznetsov got suspended for high sticking Burroughs in Vancouver. Sounds like that Burroughs guy in Vancouver is uh, quite the agitator. I've already heard his name getting thrown around there a lot, and that in that kind of in that kind of stuff fights and all that good stuff so more than likely gonna be hearing more from him and all that good stuff so hope you guys are enjoying the nhl season so far and uh, so far so good for the toronto maple leafs uh gonna have a close eye on the goaltending going forward that's for sure definitely want matthews to uh pop off here and start scoring some goals if he wants to hit 50 goals in 50 games and and do it the right way so that people will will get off his ass about it better start scoring some goals better pop off a hat trick or two and then uh yeah get the show get the ball rolling here for austin matthews but otherwise the leafs 
Chiefs have been looking all right. Not necessarily the start that I've wanted, uh, but I, I don't know. I noticed a couple things. They're starting to play. They're starting to block shots a little bit more than I that I've I've noticed them do in the past. So that's a good thing to see. So hopefully more block shots, better tight, tighten up the defense, and help out the goaltending in the future. And we should be good to go here. But um. Yeah, that's it. Make sure you guys go down and check all the links down below. You can follow the Twitter page and go check out the YouTube channel where I'm playing Resident Evil 3 Remake on PS5 and Disco Elysium. You can go check out those playthroughs over there, daily uploads and all that good stuff. And I will uh, talk to you guys again soon.